Wow, God is good all the time. Get your Bibles. We got a lot to cover in a little bit of time. How about that? All right. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, the birth of the church. The Holy Spirit came. Siri, I didn't call you. Go away. Could you repeat what you said? Can you repeat what you said? Sorry. Could you repeat what you said? Anyway. Boy, this stuff, huh? Did I say Siri? Oh. Everybody there? Let's pray. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this time that we have. I thank you for these faithful ones that would come out on a stormy night like this, Lord. And that we could look into the word of God for these few minutes. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. What I wanted to do leading into Sunday is talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is the fastest growing movement on planet Earth right now. More churches, especially in South America and on, are just charismatic, full of the power of God. And what's happening in America is what I see is many Christians don't use what they already got. Amen? So what I want to do tonight is do what the Apostle Paul said. I want to stir you up a little bit tonight. Rekindle the flame. Why do I pray in tongues an hour a day, two hours a day, five hours a day? Whatever it is that's on your heart. Why is it that the mind is unfruitful, that you can pray while you're driving, you can pray while you're sitting, you can speak with God On and on. Well, the scripture gives us beautiful detail of it. Amen? So let's start right here. Luke 11, 13. If you then being evil or natural parents know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him to receive the Holy Spirit? You must be born again, number one. And then you need to ask the Father. Father, fill me now. When a person is born again, They have the Holy Spirit. But Jesus talks about a baptism of fire, a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen on that? Tongues is a gift from the Father to help and assist us in our daily life. Paul said it like this in Romans chapter 8. I don't know how to pray as I ought, but the Spirit does, and he makes intercession for me with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes you say, why do I feel like there's groanings inside of me? That's the Holy Spirit wanting to pray through you. I can give you testimony after testimony after testimony of people that just had a a groan, something deep inside. They didn't know what was wrong. And they just started praying in tongues, speaking out in tongues in their private time. And all of a sudden they find out they averted some, some major disaster. Amen? Jesus told his disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Go to Acts chapter 1. And I, I, we don't have time to read all of this here. But they came together. They're talking with Jesus. Remember, from the day of the resurrection... To the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came was 50 days. We'll talk about that more on Sunday as we talk about the birth of the church. The gates of hell shall not, cannot, will not, has not prevailed against the church of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen on that? Look at verse 5. 
For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we know it was approximately 10 days later that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So their question is like our question. Lord, are you going to set up your kingdom now? Are you going to destroy Rome? Lord, are you going to return now? And he said, look, guys, that's not the subject right now. Look at verse 8. But you shall receive, say with me, power, power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. For what reason? That you may be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, that's your hometown, Judea, that's your state, Samaria, that would be our United States, and the end of the world. Amen? So go now to um, Acts chapter 2. So the day of Pentecost came. It was 10 days after the Lord ascended. And they were all together, and the Holy Spirit fell that day. Amen? Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all assembled in one place. And there came a wind in that place. Can you just picture it, church? A wind started blowing out of nowhere. And fire, tongues of fire, came on their head. But then look at verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Tongues is the initial sign that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And why so many people have such a problem in this area is they let their mind get in the way. God is a spirit. We have to receive this spiritually from our heart. Can I get an amen, church family? Now, Paul and his instruction to the church, you have to understand, the church of Jesus Christ was in its, was in its infancy in the book of Acts. Do you understand that? It wasn't like they knew everything. They had to grow. They had to learn by the Holy Spirit. They had a council meeting. How do we deal with the Gentiles? They were led by the Spirit in so many ways. For some reason, people think, you know, God just does it all. If he does, it's taken 2,000 years to get it all done. A amen? If you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. So they're learning. They're growing. Now comes the Apostle Paul, this mighty man of God. He was the one that went around. He was Saul that tried to kill, tried. He killed many Christians, had Stephen Stone on and on, had an experience with Jesus Christ. Anybody here have an experience with Jesus Christ? Every one of us have. If you've been born again, you have had an experience with Jesus Christ. Amen. And in that experience, he was taken up into heaven. He saw things that are beyond words. But he taught on this baptism of the Holy Spirit in tongues. He gave it a whole chapter, chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Find how much stuff is written in the Bible, and you'll know how important it is, and fight, find out how much religion fights it, and you'll know how important it is. Oh, it got quiet in this church tonight. Tongues is of the devil. Really? So Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, was demon-possessed? That's what you're saying? You're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. You better be careful. Because that's the unpardonable sin according to the Word of God. Be careful. That passed away with the apostles. Why? Really? That passed away? 
so that pastors pass away, evangelists, apostles, prophets, teachers, the gifts of the Spirit? No. It's a powerful gift that God has given us to use, church family. Let me show you what it's all about. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. It is so interesting to me in the book of Acts. Every time, and we'll talk a little bit about this on Sunday. We don't have the time tonight. But every time they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. One time, it's, it doesn't mention it, but it says they saw something. I believe they saw him speaking in other tongues, and they just figured everybody was doing it back then. They wouldn't have a bunch of whatever nowadays say, not so of the devil, that passed away, on and on. The devil will always fight power. The devil will always fight power. Sunday we talked about meditation. Tell me the devil hasn't taken that to an extreme. We talk about dancing before the Lord. Tell me that hasn't gone to an extreme. Music, tell me that hasn't gone. But you don't throw it all out. You learn. The Bible says that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You learn the word of God. You find out. Let things be in agreement. Our tongues talked about just by Paul? No, it's all over the Bible. Amen? But we're going to stick right here in 1 Corinthians. Ready? 1 Corinthians 14, 2. We see that tongues is a direct line to Almighty God. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man. If I come up to you and I start talking in tongues, that will do you no good. All it, it does is bring confusion. Amen? People say use charismatics, you know, you roll on the ground, you hang from the chandeliers. Well, we don't have any chandeliers in here, first of all. I've never seen anybody rolling on the ground in our church. We have a church that's operated decently and in order. But there is something about having a little wildfire once in a while. Can I get an amen? All right. But he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man. Say it with me, come on. But to God, but to God. But to God, when I'm talking in tongues, I am talking God's language. He understands it. I might not understand it. There are times he gives me the interpretation, so I understand what I'm saying. But 90 to 95% of the time, you won't understand what you're saying. Amen? So what? You're talking to dad. Amen? Look what it says. But to God. For no man understands him. Now watch this statement here. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Think about that word mysteries. Because the apostle Paul said the the mystery, Colossians chapter 1, I believe it is. The mystery that has been hid from all generations has now been revealed. Which is what? Christ in us. The hope of glory. They didn't understand that in the Old Testament. How did Paul get that revelation? Praying in tongues. You want revelation from God? Pray in tongues. Speak in tongues. Get in your closet. Get in your car. I used to get in my car. One time I drove. I was in Patterson. I ended up, I, I don't know. I, I, my, I ended up in the middle of Newark somewhere. I didn't know where I was. All of a sudden I just said, Lord, get me home. Amen. Just, you just fall in love with God and you find your sweet spot. Amen? You just find your, your spot to be alone with the Lord. Amen? Now look at this one. Speaking in tongues is for personal, personal, personal edification. Yeah. Edification. Yeah. 
It builds up. The word there is from the Greek word, like the way we charge up a battery. If you got a dead battery, what do you do? You put the two cables on it, and you get a battery that's strong, and it charges it up. When you pray in tongues, it charges you up. Amen? The greater one helps out the lesser one. Amen? Verse 4, are you ready? He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Why is that? Because when I prophesy, it's in our language that we understand. But tongues is a personal language. Just jot this down for your own reference. Jude chapter 1 verse 20 and 21. Watch what Jude says. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. The next one. Praying in tongues lets our spirit man pray and our mind gets out of the picture. Amen? Doesn't know what we're saying. It's the Holy Spirit praying through us. We can be a vessel of God to let him pray through us, church family. No, I don't know who to pray for in Peru. I don't know who to pray for in South America. Holy, God does. Thank you. God does. Look at verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, watch what it says now, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. My spirit, man. The real me. That's what prays. Now watch what Paul shows us. Who makes this decision? Well, pastor, I, I wait till I get goosebumps. That's not what the Bible teaches us. Look at verse 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with my understanding also. Who makes the decision to pray? I do. I do. Who makes the decision to pray in my language? I do. Who makes the decision to pray in other tongues? I do. I don't wait for some feeling. Thank God for feelings. I got nothing against feelings. But the Bible says we walk by faith and not by feelings. Amen? Not by sight. You got to step out. Smith Wigglesworth said it like this. I always start in the flesh, but I end in the spirit. Think about that statement. Chew on that a little bit. Sometimes you got to push this flesh through. And sometimes five minutes just doesn't get the job done. The Apostle Paul, this mighty man of God, if he thought it was important to speak, pray in tongues, I think it's very important to pray in tongues. Look at verse 18. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. When? When did he speak in tongues? This guy was as busy as you made him. I believe it was when he was on the boat. I believe when he was on a horse. I believe when he was walking to a new town. Wherever he was, he was praying in the Holy Ghost. You can pray right under your breath. It's nothing bigger if it's loud or soft. It's from the heart. Amen? Look how Jesus talks about it now. Real quick, we only got a few minutes. John 7, 38. John 7, 38. Many of you are baptized in the Holy Spirit already. You speak with tongues. I just want to stir you up tonight. Yes. 
stir you up, take you to another level. Take you into groanings. Take you into deep things. Deep, call it to deep. Maybe the Lord wants to take you to visions and dreams and revelations. Those supernatural gifts usually happen for people that are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Amen? Here's what Jesus said. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, I love the King James, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, capital S, whom those believing in him would receive. So guess what? Peter, James, John, all these guys, they didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit until Acts chapter 2. Do you see that, guys? Will receive. Those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. As you study the epistles, the book of Acts, I see that tongues is an amazing gift that I should earnestly desire, seek after, receive, use in my personal time with God. Don't let anyone take this beautiful gift from God our Father from you. It is also prophesied in the Old Testament. Look at Isaiah chapter 28. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit at about the age of 18. And there, I, I don't let a day go by, not one day, that I don't pray in tongues. I don't care if it's just five minutes. Sometimes it's hours. You just pray wherever you are. Pray it out. Let that anointing flow from you guys. Let that anointing show you things. The house that I live in right now, I walked in the door. I knew this is your house. Went through a bunch of struggles, but we got that house. You just know things. All of a sudden, things pop up. They just rise. Out of the belly shall flow rivers. Rivers. Come on, talk to me, church, please. Isaiah 28, 11. Everybody there? I'm sorry if I didn't give you the reference. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Watch what he says. To whom he says, this is the rest. With which you cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. What is he saying here? This is prophetic of what it is. Lay on your bed. Oh, Lord, I can't fall asleep. Start praying in tongues. You watch how the devil lets you fall asleep. Amen? If you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you pray in tongues, then do it daily. Pray in your regular tongue and then take some time to pray in other tongues. You won't understand what you're saying unless the Spirit gives you the interpretation. But God knows what you're saying to him. Amen? There is nothing greater than fellowshipping with your Heavenly Father. So today, desire this gift from God. Ask him for it. And then be still and quiet as you hear these words from from your spirit rise up and then speak them out like rivers. It's not weird. It's wonderful. And you know what's so amazing? I'm listening to my brother up here from Peru and he's praying in tongues over here and his tongues sound like my tongues. All the different nations. Why is it? It's a heavenly language, church family. Heavenly language. Amen. How many have been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? The majority. For those that have not, if you would like to be, 
that what I'm going to ask you to do is just come up here at the end of the service. I want to let people that want to go, go. But if there's some spiritual ones here you want to help out, come up here also and we can pray for them. If you'd like to help us too, brother, and we'll see them filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that good? Is that good? Is that good? Is that good? All right, thank you. Man, I can't believe I have to force this out of you tonight. <laughs> Dear Father, we love you. I was thinking about what my brother was saying. That when his brother died, you know, he, he's with Jesus and how we fight death, Lord. And, and it's because we weren't made to die. I get it. But when I die, I want to die with a smile on my face, Lord. I want my wife and children who's ever there to know I'm happy. I'm with Jesus. I'm with Dad. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this evening. And I thank you for the precious, precious anointing that you have placed within us. And I thank you for these precious people that would come out on such a stormy night, Lord. Thank you. Bless them special tonight, Lord. As we wrap up tonight, I do just want to ask, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's number one. I'd rather get to heaven with every disease possible than go to hell being healthy till I'm 100 years old. But let me just say, we don't have to have every disease possible. Amen. If you're here tonight and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, you're doing it, you would like to do it tonight, then pray this simple prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to help, help you. Just say this with me. My dear God in heaven, My dear God, I believe tonight I believe that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. I believe he died on the cross. He rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins, Lord. I don't want them. Help me, Lord. I thank you that tonight I am born again. No one looking around just for a moment. If you're making that decision today, young or old, it doesn't matter. We'd like to give you a little free gift to just help you on your journey. Not going to ask you to stand or come to the front, but one of our altar workers is going to bring you this gift. So if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life, or you're just not sure, but you would like this package before you leave, no one's looking around. This is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll put this package in your hand. Would you just slip your hand up high so they can see it? Thank you, Sarah. I see that hand. If that's you, just raise your hand. Thank you over here. Another hand. Gerard over here, please. Thank you. Thank you. If you're receiving Jesus for the very first time, rededicating your life, or you're just not sure, just slip your hand up, please. For those that raised your hand after you received the package, we want to say hallelujah with you. Anyone else, just before we wrap up? You know, sometimes we have these believer services and we say, ah, everybody's a believer. I never take a chance, guys. Never take a chance on eternity. Eternity is too long to be wrong. Amen. I'm going to close in prayer. For those that received that package, we'd just like to give you a little hallelujah tonight.
If you don't have a Bible inside that package's little car, take it to the bookstore and they'll give you a free New Testament on us to help you out. Father, we love you. We thank you for this evening. We thank you that Jesus is Lord. I thank you for each and every person that came out tonight, each and every person that's joining us online. Now, Father, I thank you that you have made us the and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are highly favored and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen.